A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Time for the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. As you know, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. You'd like to do that. You need to get that fan app. Listen anywhere, anytime. And you can listen on the smart speaker. Brought to you by South Point Financial Service. We are the home of the world champion Braves. The official sports talk home of the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. What's up, Buck? Coach, great job. Awesome job. Kirby Smart, man. Getting it done this year. The gang's all here. Adam Gillespie back in the house after an extended road trip. Pulling those dogs on up in Indianapolis. Even made a, a trip with a basketball program. Good to have Adam back in here. Derek Thomas and Sean Nerney ready to get to work. And we hope your Thursday is off to a wonderful start. So, Nerney, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Bulldogs got a, got some legendary performances in this national championship game Monday night. And the headliner, Stetson Bennett, in the college football playoffs, man, he was lights out. 66% completion percentage, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. In a word, huge. But back to the young heroes narrative. Yesterday, I talked to Jamari Sawyer, who stepped up big in this game. And as a matter of fact, stepped up big in the college football playoffs. Today, though, I want to focus on the Bulldog defense as far as the guys that will probably never get the credit they deserve for the big-time performance they delivered against Alabama. Look, the D-line won their battle against one of the top offensive lines in college football. Big 99, Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Jalen Carter. Man, they hunkered down on Monday night. The linebackers were nothing short of awesome. N'Kobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, and Nolan Smith, without a doubt, those four guys were difference makers in the big game. So the young sung heroes on defense, who would that be? Well, to me, it's pretty obvious. The nickel and dime defensive back stepped up after getting torched in the SEC title game. In the rematch, William Poole and Christopher Smith delivered big-time performances. Poole had two big pass breakups in the game and I believe had seven tackles. Dude showed up big. William Poole, great job back in the secondary. Christopher Smith also got toasted a little bit here in Atlanta against Alabama, but he stepped up big in the national championship game. He had seven tackles, had that big interception, and two pass breakups in the game. So, look, Bill O'Brien, man, he was going to target the nickel and dime spots, and our guys were up for the challenge. Poole and Smith. I will always remember the big-time performance that they delivered in the national championship game. Poole and Smith made a weak spot legit. And because of it, 
the dogs are back on top. Really big time. Scene played well, too. Kendrick and Ringo made their uh, presence felt out on, the, uh, out on the perimeter there at cornerback. And tell you what, that, that play Ringo made to ice it will always uh, – it has become one of the favorite plays in Georgia football history. Yesterday on the show, I had a chance to bring on Mike Griffith with the AJC. He covers the Bulldogs, and uh, he was able to join us yesterday. We were talking about, okay, so – you know, there's no time to smoke cigars right now and pat each other on the back because you got to figure out priority number one is to figure out who is leaving the program. And Mike Griffith told us yesterday who's on the fence right now. I think the guy that everybody's waiting on just to come out and declare is the mirror. He hasn't officially declared yet, but I'm told he will. You know, and I think Georgia's got a full stable of backs, and they're, they're probably, you know, okay with him going with Kenny McIntosh and Kendall Milton. Dejon Edwards, I think these guys are hungry and ready. And, uh, you know, if Zamir didn't go, one of them probably would leave. Uh, I think Lewisine is the guy on the fence. Lewisine, Nolan Smith, those are two guys, you know, I look at that, you know, could they go pro? Do they come back? Could an NIL be at stake? I wonder about George Pickens. Is there an outside chance that he returns if he can get an NIL deal and if the school will purchase an insurance policy for him? Also asked Mike what the deal was with two of the stars of this Bulldog defense, both underclassmen, both eligible to leave early for the NFL. I asked him about N'Kobe Dean and Trayvon Walker. I think Walker and N'Kobe are definitely gone. You know, N'Kobe's a projected top 10 pick. I saw Walker in the top 20. He probably helped his stock. Had one of the biggest plays in the game. I mean, I don't know if you remember, uh, Keely Ringo got beat on a pass, and and I.J. Hall was racing towards the end zone, and Trayvon Walker made a play 24 yards downfield in backside pursuit and saved a touchdown. So, yeah, he's big time. He's a a guy that's going to blow it up at the combine. He'll secure that first-round stock. I think both of those guys are already gone for sure. And they're going to be missed. As you look forward to the Bulldogs in 2022, I think the top priority will be to figure out the front seven. There's some big-time losses on this Georgia defense on the front seven where you've got Jordan Davis leaving. Looks like Trayvon Walker probably leaving early as a first-round pick. Devontae Wyatt was huge against Alabama and the Natty. Those three guys are going to be missed on that defensive line. Jalen Carter comes back, and he is a terror He will be a preseason all-SEC pick on the defensive line with the way he played this year as a sophomore. So they got one starter coming back. I would say Jalen Carter's the starter as much football as he's played. And then really the thing, the the position that concerns me the most on this Bulldog defense will be the linebacker position where you had Channing Tindall as a senior had the season of his life, man. I mean, this guy was lights out from start to finish this season. Quay Walker was a force. N'Kobe Dean, uh, top linebacker in college football. Nolan Smith really stepped up, too, in the game Monday night. Got to figure out that linebacker spot in 2022. Let's get to a Buck Baloo Show headline. That's brought to you by Grease Monkey. And did you see the national championship game TV ratings? 22.6 million people watched Georgia and Alabama on Monday night play for the title. And that was up 19% from the championship game a year ago. 30% of all TV viewers watching, that was a uh, record high uh, market share for any national championship game. 
So college football cashing in in a big way on that late Monday night they gave us again. Ratings were up. Now, when you compare that to the National Football League, Fox and CBS, they average 21.6 to 23 million viewers during the regular season for uh, for their games regularly scheduled on Sunday afternoon. Now, why would you think the NFL has more viewers than the college football? Nernie, you got any guess on that, why more people are watching the NFL than college football? Uh, well, I would say, no, I don't really have a guess. What's well, your I'll guess, tell you, bro? let me tell you what it is. Because, man, in NFL football, you got more gamblers checking things out on Sunday, man. The gambling on Sunday is over the top compared to college football on Saturday. And there's your headline uh, brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more done fast, done right. Visit greasemonkeyauto.com for store locations and special offers. we got a a big show lined up for you today. Excited about having Mike Bobo, former Georgia quarterback, former Georgia assistant coach, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, former head coach at Colorado State. He's been the coordinator at South Carolina and Auburn. And Mike is telling me there's some irons in the fire about his next coaching opportunity. Mike Bobo coming up in the Bulldog Roundtable 35 after the hour. Coming back up top, though, we're going to talk Falcons football. As Mr. Fontenot, he's got to get a clarification on one of these Falcons players. I'll tell you who that is next. It's the Buck Baloo Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. It's a Buck Blue show on the fan. Thanks for hanging out with us Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Look, if you missed the show between 10 and 11, check out the Buck Blue show podcast and listen anywhere, anytime. Checking out Mike Bobo will be with us for the Bulldog Roundtable coming up at 35. And 680 The Fans Bulldog College Football Playoff National Champion Celebration is sponsored by, here on 680 The Fan, Ken Nugent. The Piedmont Bank, Georgia Power, Hooters, Subaru, and Infinity of Gwinnett, Georgia's own credit union, Howard Brothers, and Busmax Rent-A-Bus. Let's talk Falcons football. We've got Terry Fontenot, the general manager, has got to take the first big step of this offseason. And you know what it is? Here it is. Terry Fontenot needs to get clarification on wide receiver Calvin Ridley and this personal matter that he's had this season. Calvin Ridley, the go-to wide receiver, 
replacing Julio Jones as the go-to guy, missed 11 games this past season because of this personal matter. And Terry Fontenot needs to know right now, moving forward, what the situation is. Does he want to be back? You look at the Falcons' wide receiver position. Got expiring contracts everywhere you look up and down the wide receiver room. Gage and uh, Nerney's man Zacchaeus are on expiring contracts. <laughs> they are yeah, we thin, go, we go way back <laughs> thin at the wide receiver position. So, Terry Fontenot, man, you got to get in front of Ridley and you got to find out what his intentions are. And look, reading the tea leaves, and I love doing it. It looks like to me Calvin Ridley is after a fresh start, wants to move on, wants to wear a different uniform. Days with the Falcons, he wants to close the book on that one. Now, I looked at the contract, and the contract for Calvin Ridley, he's coming up on the final year of his deal that's going to pay him $11 million in the upcoming season. And even if it is what it is, He's being truthful with us. It's a personal matter. Let's just say, for example, that his family needed him to handle a situation during the football season. And we all understand a situation like this, if it is this, if it was something like this, that family comes first with most people. Not Aaron Rodgers, but with most people. Family comes first. So if it is what it is, then you could could possibly understand why he missed out on the 11 games this season. But you got to know this, Calvin Ridley, that the Falcons can't go 11 games in the 2022 season without their go-to wide receiver. Just can't happen again. It really shouldn't happen this past season. But it, it happened. But you can't allow this to fester into the the 2022 season. There's no way they could allow this. So if you can work it out, whatever it is, that would be great. Maybe you don't have to take a wide receiver with a first-round pick if that's what Fontenot wanted to do. Maybe you could wait a little later in the draft to take one of these guys. If it doesn't work out with Calvin Ridley, you need to know right now So you can see what you can get for him. And obviously that would make Fontenot think long and hard about taking or going after one of these go-to wide receivers with the first pick of uh, the Falcons in the first round. I believe pick number eight, DT, is what we're looking at with the Atlanta Falcons. That is correct as of right now. So the eighth pick in the first round. Fontenot needs to know. He needs clarification on what Calvin Ridley wants to do. Because, look, man, you can't go 11 games in 22 without your go-to wide receiver. And that has got to be step one of this offseason. Fontenot, if it takes him getting in a car, uh, traveling on a bus, getting on a train, hopping on an airplane, and going to see Calvin Ridley, you got to find out what the deal is, what the plans are. you got to move forward. If the Falcons are going to take a big step forward in year number two under Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot, you got to get this situation solved. Period. 
While we're on NFL, the NFL, let's, let's hit that NFL top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's top five. All right, Buck, around this time, it's a yearly tradition in the NFL. Black Monday was uh, on Monday. It's extended well into the week. We've had five NFL head coaches fired so far. Or actually, I, should, I think I believe it's six. Who's next? Who is the next NFL coach you see uh, taking biting the dust? Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, some of these guys did a decent job in a tough situation, like the uh, the coach out in Las Vegas with the Raiders. I'd say Vic, Vic Fangio, too. He, I yeah. think he was in a tough situation. Yeah, he, he needed to go. He was lousy. Uh, in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Mike Zimmer, though, too. That's just another example. But. Yeah. He was old. Ha. With the Raiders. I'm not even sure how to cor- correctly pronunciate the the, head, the interim head coach's name. And it, look, I know they advanced to the playoffs. Barely. But I'm sure the Raiders are into long-term success. I just look at this guy for the Raiders on the sideline. It doesn't look like he's doing a heck of a lot to me. I think the Raiders need to cut him loose and bring in somebody they feel like is going to be a, a long-term answer out in Las Vegas. And, and you know what? The, the same goes for that cat out in Houston. Uh, Cullen's his name. Again, look, he did a decent job, but are you looking to be decent? Or do you want to be better than that? I mean, he did, he did a decent job filling in like the guy with the Raiders. But aren't you looking for more than that? I would think those two guys, I'd be showing the door uh, in Houston with the Texans and in Vegas with the Raiders. We'll keep an eye on that. Wildcard playoff weekend coming up. You see any upsets out there, Buck? Uh, upsets, yeah, man. I see the Steelers. Taking a no, I'm teasing. Whoa, okay, teasing. that's a hot take. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, you know, looking at the uh, the wild card playoff round, uh, the one game I keep going back to is the 49ers taking on the Cowboys, and I could see San Francisco totally taking down Dallas in this game. Dallas is used to letting their fans down. San Francisco plays a rugged. Uh, caliber of, of football. So I could see uh, Dak letting down the Cowboy Nation. I could see Shanahan pulling off the upset, he and the 49ers. I'd go with that one. How about them Cowboys? How about Cowboys? 49ers, Cowboys makes me feel like I'm six or seven years old. Reminds me of the early 90s. What are your thoughts, Buck? Uh, we spoke about it a little bit earlier. The Falcons draft slot. They are in the top 10, number eight. What are your thoughts on the Falcons in April's NFL draft? Well, look, we are in dire need of offensive line help and defensive line help. And there's some of these pass rushers at the top. Let me just say, I hope we don't take Aiden Hutchinson the way Jamari Salyer manhandled him in that college football semifinal game. Uh, Thibodeau, is it from Oregon? He, he's probably long gone by the time the Falcons pick. Do you ask Kenny Pickett to tank? during the the pre-draft workouts because the Falcons want to take him at eight. Because otherwise, you might see, uh, like, the Lions jump on him early. Uh, Something like that. I tell you, Evan Neal looks good with Alabama. That left offensive tackle, that would fit nicely. 
And I'm looking at one mock draft right now that says the Falcons at number eight take Sam Howell out of North Carolina. I hope not. I mean, I like Sam Howell, but not with the eighth pick of the first round. Go with the best player available. I like that. Fontenot has that philosophy. Best available player, not name Aiden Hutchinson. All right, Buck. Regular season over in the NFL. Who is Buck Blue's NFL MVP? Uh, Joe Burrow. Hey. No, no, I'm teasing. Uh, gosh, it's not a it's, terrible pick. It's either Brady or Rodgers. And I took a swipe at Rodgers earlier in the show. He deserved it. But I'm going to come back and say he's the most valuable player this year. Think of all the drama during the offseason that he caused. A beautiful mystery. Quote, unquote, he was talking about. The last dance, right? And now look at what he's done in Green Bay this year. You know, I can't say I'm a big fan, but I would place the vote for A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. All right, on a similar note then, Buck, who was your coach of the year in Arthur the Arthur Smith hey. with the Atlanta Falcons. Why do these awards always go to the teams with the best records? I mean, they're loaded with personnel. What did Arthur Smith have? Dude, I said it yesterday. Q and T would have gone. They would have had three wins with this personnel they had this year. Arthur Smith had seven. No, I'd go Matt LaFleur. What a huge upgrade over Mike McCarthy, bringing LaFleur in to take over. Young football coach, offensive expertise. Looks like he does a great job communicating, which is something that McCarthy never did. And do you know the Falcons had LaFleur on the staff when Shanahan left? They could have promoted LaFleur, kept the same offense in place coming off the Super Bowl season. That was the number one rated offense in the National Football League. They could have kept all of that in place. Q could have. All they had to do was give Matt LaFleur the promotion. And word on the street was they weren't impressed with his work ethic. Are you kidding me? Look at him now. He's the Buck Belusho NFL Coach of the Year. Woo! It's top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, that's fun, man. I enjoy doing that, NFL Top 5. Originally, we the concept was during the season, we would have what I thought would be the top five teams. Like a power ranking. Like the power right. rankings during the season. And then... Uh, Nerney uh, played that open and, and, and the light came on. Hey, we don't have to do that. We can just come up with five topics out of the National Football League. It was more fun when the Falcons were close to the top 15. But now not. Looks like we've got time for another college football nugget. Mm, tasty. Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Got some tight end news. How about Todd Hartley? Coach Todd Hartley, one of Road Dogs' favorite coaches over in Athens on that UGA staff. I mean, this guy needs a raise. Have you seen what this guy's doing on the recruiting trail? So he went out and got Brock Bowers in Napa, California, out in wine country. Brings in Bowers, and boy, you heard Nick Saban last week talking about this is one of the best players in college football. As a freshman, you got big uh, Zero, big Washington, who I believe is capable of so much more than he was able to deliver this year. I mean, he was a great blocker. They didn't really involve him in the passing game enough, but 
I mean, those are your top two guys in the tight end room. And then in December, you sign the kid from West Forsyth High School, Oscar Delph, who I got to see a lot, see him play a lot of high school football in the same region as our kids are playing in. And Oscar Delph, he is a handful of man. And wait, now Hartley and Georgia have got another commitment. Saw where Kirby Smart put out that tweet yesterday, go dogs. So I had to immediately look to see who committed to come play for Georgia. Well, it's Norcross High School tight end, Lawson Lucky, who I have also seen play at the high school level, and I was totally impressed with him, too. His dad, Mike, is one of three Lucky brothers that have already played at Georgia. In fact, triplets is what they were, and all three of them went and played football at Georgia. How many times have you heard that narrative? You just don't, and now it's... Uh, Mike's son, Lawson, has verbally committed to go play at Georgia. He's in the 2023 class. Todd Hartley, I don't know what you're doing, man, to convince these tight There was a day in time not too long ago there wasn't any tight ends that wanted to go play at Georgia. And now that tight end room is, man, it is loaded up. Also, a little shout-out to the pride of Folkston, Georgia. Champ Bailey, College Football Hall of Fame class. Coming up this uh, December will be the official dinner. So they welcome in this newest class. And Champ Bailey, one of the top five Bulldogs I've ever seen play. Great cornerback. He won that Nagurski Award that goes to college football's top defensive player. Played offense, played a little wide receiver, returned kicks. I mean, this guy was a triple threat. What took him so long? to induct Champ Bailey. I don't get it. This is one of the most outstanding football players I've ever seen play the game. Went on to great success in the National Football League. He's already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 12 All-Pro seasons. He played 15 years. Champ Bailey. Remember his brother, Boss? He was a player, too. This, I'll tell you what, between the Luckies and the Baileys, Georgia got in on a good thing with those two families. Congratulations, Champ Bailey, who I believe was on 680 The Fan in the Locker Room show earlier today. Great to hear that. And there's your college football nugget. Yes, sirree. A lot of bulldog talk this week, and for good reason. It is now, speaking of bulldog talk, now time for the Bulldog Roundtable. Had a chance to catch up with an old friend. Mike Bobo talking national championship. Here's Mike. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Glog Loop, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Mike Bobo joins me now. Mike, did you expect Kirby to come after Bryce Young in the rematch? Georgia barely got any pressure on him in the SEC title game, and they turned up the heat in the national championship game. Well, you got to give, uh, you know, first of all, Bryce Young's a, an outstanding football player. Uh, I, mean, I saw it firsthand this year when we played him. You know, we got after him. But 
guy's poise and confidence. Uh, he kind of he, he never got rattled. Came back in our game, had like a 98-yard drive after I think we sacked him six or seven times, and it's, it was loud and just showed tremendous poise. And, you know, he's, to me, he's the best player in the country, and he's awarded that with the Heisman Trophy this year. And then, you know, obviously, you know, had a good game against Kirby in the SEC Championship, but I thought they did a good job of, of making him uh, not feel comfortable in the pocket and making him move, which, you know, that's where he makes so many plays, uh, you know, off – off schedule, but uh, they did a good job keeping color on color in the secondary and, and playing good defense and getting after him. Obviously, Alabama's offense impacted by the injuries at receiver with Mechie going down and then Jamison Williams early in the game went down. But what did you see out of this Bulldog secondary in the rematch? It looked like they simplified things a little bit. Uh, went to uh, You had guys in the secondary playing really good football for them in this national championship matchup. I mean, I, I know both of your coaches say this all the time, but I think they just did their job. Uh, they played their assi- played assignment football, played off of each other, uh, and then when they, you know, weren't in position, they showed tremendous effort uh, in the game. I mean, you see D. Lyman hustling downfield, making tackles in the game. I, one play, uh, forty-four. I forget his number. Hustled and made a tackle, and and then. Uh, you know, when number five, Ringo, they threw a little corner route on him, and he tried to undercut it early in the game to run that tight end down and make a tackle, and then they just kept playing. And obviously the red zone defense was huge, you know, in the first half. Uh, they were getting some, you know, making some plays and moving the ball, but when they got in Georgia's territory, especially the red zone, uh, they were able to settle down and hold them to field goals, which was huge in the game. Bulldogs got that run game going in the second half, which sort of changed things. How big was that? Uh, I think it was huge. I think it opened, you know, things up, uh, you know, for, for Stetson to be able to throw the ball. But, uh, you know, when they got in, you know, they were playing them a little three down and they were able to run the counter to the tight end side and, and get Cook loose uh, for the huge run. And, and, and kind of, you know, they completed some passes on that one drive and then the next drive it, you know, it kept them playing a little bit more for two shell, and they were able to open it up with some run game, which was huge in the game. And probably the difference in the game, you know, them being able to, Georgia being able to run the ball, and uh, Alabama struggled to run the ball all night. Jamari Sawyer, Georgia's left tackle, huge role in this game, trying to handle Will Anderson Jr. Uh, they had Anderson on third down, moved inside. Next thing you know, uh, Matt Luke has got Sawyer at right guard. How impressive yeah, is that to see a left tackle go to right guard and do such a good job on Will Anderson? Well, I, I, you know, the, the job by their coaches uh, doing that and being able to recognize that and, and shuffle their line around. Uh, and it shows the depth that, that uh, Georgia has on the offensive line being able to do that. I think they moved, uh, uh, I think it's Jones, out to tackle and Sawyer inside. Will Anderson's, you know, tremendous pass rusher. That's what he's done all year. And he made some plays, and he was disruptive, but they were able to contain him and, and do some things offensively to control him. Mike, how impressed are you with Stetson Bennett in the playoffs? He was he was lights out, 60% completion percentage, five touchdowns, no interceptions, made some plays with the legs, managed the game very well. Uh, what were your thoughts on Stetson Bennett and the way he played? Well, 
you know, just being a, a Georgia alum and a, and a former quarterback, uh, you're always you always cheering for that guy under center. We know how hard it is to play that position, uh, you know, at any level, especially in the SEC at a place like Georgia. You know, that's one thing you're always going to get is, is is criticism, and we both know it sitting in that seat. It's a, it's a hard it's a hard job, and it's a hard job for the young man. It's a hard job for that man's family. Uh, and that guy, that kid's poise and confidence, uh, the way he plays the game, the way he believes in himself, and the way his teammates believe in him. Uh, you know, I don't know because uh, I'm not at, at, at Georgia or know what goes on over there, but just watching from afar, you can see that, that when he steps in the huddle, those guys in that huddle believe in him. You can tell those guys on the sideline believe in him that he's the guy, and that's what you want your quarterback, uh, you know, is, is – your team believes in you, and that gives him confidence. And just a, a great story, you know, it's going to be remembered forever and definitely impressed and, and proud of him. I remember him when I was coaching at Georgia. He came to camp forever. Uh, his dad would bring him up there. And, and we, I watched him at Pierce County when I was at Colorado State. And he was, a, you know, an unbelievable high school player. Now transitioned to college and make plays and, and doing where he wanted to always play at the University of Georgia. You know, it makes you proud to – to have played there and, and represent Georgia and see a guy like Stetson, uh, you know, go win a national championship. Uh, just an awesome, awesome day for him and his family in Georgia. Great having Mike Bobo on. And if you uh, want to hit, listen to the entire interview, you can check that out on Bucks Beat Podcast, episode 46. Going to drop a little later this morning. And uh, great having Mike Bobo on talking Georgia football. I want to thank our sponsor of Bucks Beat, Mickey Himes, and the GetMickey.com team at Keller Williams. If you're looking for a Lake Lanier property or a home up 400, go to GetMickey.com and get some answers immediately. Also, Bucks Beat brought to you by our good friends at T-Mobile. Coming up next, Stetson Bennett. Is he going to law school? We'll talk about it next. The Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash john. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. Big Thursday on the Buck Baloo Show. Glad you're with us today here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. We got all kind of people in and out of the studio these days. Even Road Dog showed up today. He has been a road warrior. Yeah, I mean, he was in Mississippi 10, After 12, Indianapolis. 12 hours ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't even talk. I was in Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> Indianapolis, Mississippi State. It was uh, quite an ordeal. Planes, trains, and automobiles, huh? 
Unfortunately, no planes. Well, there was on the way back from Mississippi State, but a lot of driving. Yeah, that is, man. We're glad to have you back in here so you didn't miss what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. All right, Buck. I don't like to start it this way, but yeah, what you got? uh, The Hawks lost their third straight last night. It's been a struggle. What's the deal with the Atlanta Hawks? Well, we're at the halfway point of the season. 42 games remaining, so almost the halfway point. One more game. And you know what time it is? It's time for the Atlanta Hawks to man up and get their act together, DT. Their act is not together right now. Now, it was good to see Nate back on the sideline, Nate McMillan, the coach. John Collins back out there. But this has been a mix-and-match situation through 40 games. I mean, my goodness, I got to, you know, when I watch the Hawks, I got to have a roster in front of me. But I guarantee you this, it's time to get your act together, Atlanta Hawks. Right now, we're the 12th seed. There are only three teams worse than we are in the East. It doesn't make sense. Basically, the first 40 games of the season, we stink. But the, the Hawks haven't won at home since November 22nd. It's, what, January Well, we got plenty 14th? of excuses, right? We've 13th? had guys in and out with the COVID protocol. You know, a couple of injuries. Good to see Hunter get back in there. I had to look to see yep. who that was last night. Yep. I hadn't seen him enough over these first couple of years. But I'll tell you what, it's time to get their act together. I know that. All right, Buck, you mentioned it earlier. Stetson Bennett, the uh, wonderful story of the walk-on turned national champion. What does Stetson Bennett do in 2022? Is he coming back to Georgia? What, what, what do you think? Or is he going to law school? Yeah, at Georgia. You know, one factor that, that I hadn't heard anybody talk about is the fact that I believe Stetson will be 23, 24, 23, 24 years old. And so you got to be hanging around with with 17- and 18-year-old teenagers in the quarterback room. And a lot of 23-, 24-year-old young men, they're tired of the foolishness by then. So I'm not sure if Stetson is ready to make that move or not. Can he go to law school and play quarterback in the upcoming season? I think so. I guess so. He's still got another year of well, eligibility. I, you know, I hear that law enrolled. school thing's not easy. Oh, you're saying, you know, can he handle the as work? As far as the time goes, do it? Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. Especially I've heard, yeah, the beginning of law school is not fun. I think he's coming back. Football's in his blood. He can get by law school until he finishes up. I like it. Well, speaking of coming back or going, some recent rumors about offensive coordinator Todd Munkin for the Bulldogs. Is he going to stay? Heard some rumors he might be bolting from the NFL. Yeah, this this offensive coordinator's job under Kirby, man, it's been a revolving door. I mean, every single offseason, that door is spinning like you're going into Ted's Montana Grill. But I've heard this rumor ever since year number one was over. This was his second year as the offensive coordinator on Kirby's staff. I heard after year number one, there was some talk about him making the jump. It's been a hot name. And now, I mean, you got to think, too, you got to capitalize on the success. And coming off that national championship where Monken really was impressive, the job that he did scheming guys open. Scheming up success. Especially early and mid uh, through midway through the season when they were really suffering 
from injuries at the skill position specifically. Yeah, he's, he's you know, and he's probably tired of getting chewed out by Kirby, too. <laughs> Kirby uh, coaches the players up hard. He coaches that that offensive coordinator up hard, too, man. You got to have some thick skin. Well, speaking of coming back, Cordell Patterson, Atlanta Falcons. He's uh, coming back? Running back, wide receiver. Well, he is. he will be an unrestricted free agent. He has made it clear, though, Buck, through the media, through his uh, social media, et cetera, that he wants to be back here in Atlanta. What's the Yeah, future? how could you not have Patterson back, really? I mean, seriously. I mean, this guy was Mr. Versatile this year. He's receiver and running back. I thought he was only a kick returner. Yeah, that's what I had him down as, too, yeah, as we, he came into Atlanta. We talked about this before the, before the season. Like, they need a real, a real backup running back, and Cordell what Patterson happened? proved us wrong. What happened to the day and time where you rewarded a guy for having an outstanding season for you? Come on, Falcons. You got to bring Patterson back. He asked Mr. Blank to cut the check. And finally, Buck, uh, we talked about the NFL coaching carousel. Doug Peterson interviewing with the Bears. Would he be a good fit in Chicago? Yes. Okay. He's got a proven track record of coaching up quarterbacks. And right now, the Bears need a quarterback whisperer to get the most out of Justin Fields. I think this would be a really good fit for Doug Peterson and the Bears. And it's time for the final word. want to give you the heads up. The Georgia Bulldog Parade will go down on Saturday in Athens, down Lumpkin Street to the stadium. That'll get underway about 1230. You got the dog walk at 1 o'clock, and then that formal event at Sanford Stadium is going to start at 2 p.m. All the tickets are free, and... You can find those at georgiadogs.com starting today. Get in there. 680 The Fan's going to be live and on the scene. We'll be broadcasting from 12 to 4 on Saturday, live from Athens. I'm on from 12 to 2, and then Hudson Mason will jump in from 2 to 4. But uh, heads up for that, 680 The Fan, the college football voice of the South, official sports talk home of the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. On the scene Saturday with a live broadcast giving you the full flavor of that Georgia Bulldog National Championship Parade. Right, that's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. We appreciate you hanging out with us again Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. We'll take every minute you can give us and help spread the word. By the way, the Buck Baloo Show sponsorship is open. That would be an excellent marking opportunity. I'll tell you what, call me now at 404-231-1680. We'll get you signed up. Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. Thank you, Buck. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 